In order to maintain a tolerant society, the society must be intolerant of intolerance. Karl Popper, The Paradox of Tolerance. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get to hunt down. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. I play Stanton Hopperfield, who at this point is the Lightfoot Halfling Ranger. Welcome to a very special episode of Leaders and Legacies. I'm the Scouter DM, Dave Rockwell. And with me today, instead of the regular cast, is Stephen Garcia of the Fay Forge Academy. He is both the producer, dungeon master, and voice actor that really brings all of the fun and excitement to us on a weekly basis. Stephen and I got to talk about everything from world building to you know, creating an inviting table that everyone wants to be a part of. And we also, if you listen to the very end, find out what Stephen thinks about you know, physics and how it relates to centaurs. Thank you for joining us at Leaders and Legacies each week, and we hope that you get something out of this as well as have a little fun. Welcome to Leaders and Legacies, our second podcast where we interview an actual leader in an actual community. This is one of my favorite people that I've wanted to interview for a little bit. Uh, Stephen Garcia, the creator, the producer, the editor, the dungeon master for the Fay Forge Academy. I wear a lot of hats over there. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it does sound like you have some some really awesome support. Kelsey seems like uh, she's uh, pretty enthusiastic about your project as well. Yeah, in she's fact, awesome. Yeah, at some point, we should get her on as well because she's a leader too. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, absolutely. She's she's a boss lady. She's awesome. It's I mean, it's so important to have a partner who's super supportive of the stuff you like to do. So I'm pretty lucky. I guess that's a good place to start. I assume it was 2019. You're sitting around at home and uh, you know you get this idea for, for a podcast. I guess give everybody the, the the kind of the overview of what the Faith Forge Academy is about. And you know, then I guess we'd love for you to delve into you know where the idea seeded from and how it grew. I was actually DM of a different podcast at the time um, called Not Quite Heroes, which is another fun, fun podcast. I wish I remembered how many episodes we did, but it was, it was a fun story. I had a lot of fun with those people. And while I was making that, I, I found this uh, Kickstarter for a D&D supplement called uh, the Witch, Witch Plus Craft 5e uh, by Astrologo Press. Um, and it's this crafting, it's this crafting supplement because in 5th edition, there's like the crafting in like Xanathar's or the, or the DM's uh dungeon master's guide is not great it's not super interesting it doesn't really lead to like fun role play and stuff like that but this does uh and so i uh i backed that and then started flipping through it and so i came up with this idea of like as i was reading it, i was like it'd be really cool to do a magic school but a magic school that instead of being built around sorcerers and wizards learning magic it was built around people who crafted things and the magic was in the crafting as opposed to hogwarts kind of experience which i mean every magic school turns into hogwarts at some point that had been done before so it's good that you went somewhere new <laughs> exactly as as you know from the the preview questions i i, I uh, let, let you sneak a peek at through your discord 
Um, yeah, Chris would really like to know how that 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 connection you know, got from Magic School to the Feywilds. Can you know? Can you connect that dot for us? Yeah. Well, and I guess the first thing you actually asked me was what was to explain to your listeners what the Feyforge Academy is. So let me let me let me go there. So so we're a fifth edition uh, podcast uh, set at a Magic School uh, that kind of borders the Material Plane and the Feywilds. It's kind of in this in between space. And our story centers around these six students who have this special call to this tree that is at the center of the campus. It's called the Singing Tree or Ilval Hollen is the, is the name. People who can hear the song coming from the tree have a little bit deeper connection to magic. And in this world that I built, magic had actually basically been ripped away. Uh, and slowly but surely, our students have figured out why that's happened over the over 84 episodes. Um, we've been going for... A little over two years now um but a lot of it is just uncovering mystery trying to figure out what happened to magic how magic is coming back into the world and then a lot of it is also just the the personal stories of of these characters um finding out more about themselves and their connection to the world and um their connections that they didn't know to each other and their past and everything and so that's that's our that's our kind of what our podcast is and i'm really lucky to uh, have just I, I have such an incredible group of people that I, I do this with. They're all amazing storytellers. But uh, to answer Chris's question from from our Discord, Chris is actually one of our players. Uh, she plays Rain, who is this uh, ranger fairy uh, adventure person. Uh, but yeah, what what was the inspiration for the campaign setting as a whole? Specifically, why a magical school and why the Feywilds? So I already answered the why the magic school. I just felt like it was a really like this witchcraft supplement was really um, it was built for a magic school where um, the assignments became adventures and, and all that stuff. Um, why the Feywilds is a really good question. Uh, I like them. I like the Feywilds. <laughs> that's honestly that's that's what it was. I always I feel like um, in the kind of canon D&D settings, uh, the Feywilds is the most whimsical um but it's a lot deeper than that like there's there's the fairies and the whimsy and the the magic and stuff like that but there's also a lot of room for very interesting stories to be told because nothing there is as it seems right um is is kind of the best way i feel like to describe the Wilds. is uh if you see something it's probably not what it what it looks like so at the, at the very beginning it was why would this school have some access to some magic that the rest of the materials plane didn't have? Let's put it in between two planes essentially, and then go from there. And then that, so that was kind of like the seed for the for the world. And then I, and then the world building grew from that. You're getting across to the audience what you know what, what you intend because I know some of the my favorite episodes have been the light, funny ones, but some of my other favorite ones have been the very dark, heavy ones where it's the world for the characters as we know it possibly coming to an end if they don't uh, make some good choices. So yeah, I guess yeah, from from that yeah, like which is your favorite mode of the Fae Forge Academy? Is is it the darker, or the lighter, or you know, when it mixes between the two? Um. You know, I don't, I wouldn't say that I have a favorite. I like the, I like that we have a good flow. I like that our story goes from like real life is right. Like where you have really great, happy moments and fun moments. And then you have these moments that are really trying and really difficult. And I don't know when I, when I do uh, any sort of TTRPG stuff, 
like that's what i i want to i want to have both because it's all there it's all part of it's all part of life and um i like to make myself and my players and then by extension if we're all feeling it then then our audience will feel it uh, i like to make people feel things <laughs> um whether that's good or bad um yeah it's good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah, so I guess that you know, kind of ties in a little bit to into your writing process a little bit. I know one of the questions that we got uh, from, uh, I believe it was Smallbug, she uh, asked a, an important question to you know, for us is like, yeah, when creating the lure, and you guys have a you know, lure that's pretty deep, talk to us about your process for creating that world behind the world that we see. Yeah, um, so so like I said, I started with that that first idea, and then I and then I went straight to okay what's what where does this where does this school exist why does this school exist what is the world like that it exists and so whenever i do world building i like i usually have some sort of idea like that and then i hop on over to one of my favorite uh programs which is incarnate which is a map making software um web web-based software uh which is really great for world maps and i just start i just start making world maps for fun and and to see what comes up, I don't really have any rhyme or reason, except I try to make something that looks aesthetically interesting. Uh, and so then I, I made a map. I looked at the map and I was like, right there, that's where the Fae Forge Academy is going to be. And so it's on the continent. It's called the Relhand Wilds. Um, it's up in the north northeast of the the world of Avastria, uh, which is our, our kind of homebrew <laughs> material world plane. Yeah, um, and you know, just so that you don't have to do the plug, yeah, the Fate Forge Academy, you know, uh, Patreon has some <laughs> awesome old maps that are in there. From you know, for those of us who go way, way back mm -hmm. with you all, we got some of that stuff pretty early on. Yeah, um, and you know, it, it, it's definitely a good taste of why Patreon's such a great, not only way to support your podcast, but to dive deeper into you know something you enjoy. Yeah, totally. You know, you're a very inspirational DM. Because you know you probably get a lot of tweets from you. you know not only fans like me, but you know hopefully <laughs> you know some that are a little bit uh, more the demographic. I'm pretty sure you're not shooting for for 50 year old scout leaders, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're welcome in your community, which is great. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I'm sh I'm just shooting. I'm shooting for people who want to go on a magic adventure and who want to make the world a little better. So I feel like that fits a scout master perfectly well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what, what, what really kind of, yeah, that and the fact that very early on, you guys had D&D &D donuts. You had me hooked. <laughs> for, for, uh, that. Oh, with the, I, the drinks. The, that was like, wow, that was very early. That was like fourth or fifth episode early. <laughs> How I got hooked on your yeah. show. Yeah, you, know, you could totally blame, you know, Stonefly Kai or, you know, um, Kai. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, December of the, of the year before you mm -hmm. launched, you know, I kept seeing all these posts about this show that was coming and, you know, apparently mm -hmm. Twitter, you know, thought that, you know, I needed to follow Stonefly <laughs> Kai. So I'm like, all right, we'll follow. And so I'm like, you know, hey, the first episode's going to drop. Let's listen mm -hmm. to that. And, you know, the 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 first episode in how you kind of built, you know, the search mm -hmm. um, for, you know, for, for, you know, the song that they were looking yeah. for really kind of hooked me because it was like very little combat oriented mm -hmm. you know it was just really awesome storytelling oh, thank you and then you guys got silly for a while and then you got dark and it just like it's yeah it, it hits all the notes that i'm looking for in a podcast oh, thanks
there's the fun part of the podcast for you, but you also, I think, use it to kind of create and build a community. Um, that's you know, part of why I wanted to talk to you was from your perspective, um, how has you know, the Faith Forge really helped you build the community you wanted to be a part of? Yeah, I mean, so I think um, storytelling is such a integral part of like the human experience, right? Um, for thousands of years, that's how community was built. That's how history was passed on was oral, oral storytelling. And, and so there's a, I, I really believe there's like a, um, almost like it's, it's our own world's form of magic almost is, um, it's something that can really bring people together. It's something that has been used for generations upon generations to teach lessons, to tell stories, to explain things about the world. Um, and so, I've always wanted to make things that made the world more beautiful. And um, as I started kind of dipping my toes into D&D and DMing, I, I learned that I was pretty good at storytelling. And, um, and so I wanted to tell stories that as many people as possible felt like they could relate to. And so that, and, and particularly people who don't always feel like they're at the forefront of what the world is. Right. And so, um, it's always been very like we have a we have a very diverse cast um filled with there's seven of us including myself am i doing the math right yeah uh, <laughs> yeah plus you've had some amazing guests so yeah we've had we've had some incredible guests um uh and i because i know that my my personal experience the way i've i've seen the world the way i've grown up is is such a small sliver of what what people in the world experience and so the more of those slivers you can put together the the bigger the bigger and more real your story gets um and the more you can learn from other people's experiences and so so yeah that's i mean that's always been what i've cared about more and i've i've, I've told our cast this i actually told us this last recording like because this last week it, on planet earth i don't know when this will come out but it's it's february 28th is when we're recording this. Um, so this past week on on planet Earth has been really bad. Um, a lot of really scary, dark things have been happening, and and so we were talking after we recorded. I and I just told I told our cast I was like, hey, I hope you know um, that when I say like I care about you guys, I love you all. Um, I I really mean it. And if if you're having a hard time because the world is hard. Like you, the podcast does not come before any of you. Like our story doesn't come before any of you. And I think that has bled out into our community um, because that's how we treat each other. And when you treat, when you treat the people around you with respect, that grows upon itself. When you, when you're not othering people, which I, if that's not a term someone's familiar with, if you're not making someone feel like they're on the outside, making someone feel like they don't fit in with, with who you are um that and and instead you're you're taking people and bringing them in uh and saying this is also for you this is something that you can learn from this is something you can grow in um that has a way of of building upon itself um in my experience um and that being said we also have some pretty hard stances that we take on certain things um regarding things like racism and bigotry and um uh, homophobia and those sorts of things like those are there's um 
I wish I remember who the quote was from, but it's something along the lines of like, um, you can't tolerate intolerance, um, which basically means you can you can have a open and welcoming space for everybody except for people who come in and bring hate into that. Um, that's the one thing that you put walls up and say, no, that that is not allowed here. That is not OK. Um, and so that's something that's been really, really important um, to me. And like we've when certain things have happened in the past couple of years that have been really impactful on a uh, uh, country or even worldwide events, we've we've taken a pause from our story. And like we have a couple of black um, Black Lives Matters podcasts where um, one of them was just me and Michael, who's one of our uh, one of my co-hosts. Uh, I'm Latino, a white, white and Latino mix, mixed race. Uh, Michael's black. And we just sat down and we had a conversation about what it means to be black in America. And then um, a few months later, we brought some of our guests back um, uh, and had and, the, and we had a panel of um, black TTRPG creators um, talking about what it means for black lives mat to matter and what that what that means in America. So we have those we try to have those sorts of conversations because I, I believe that when you have a platform uh and the bigger that platform grows you have a social responsibility to make the world better and not just from the stories which are stories i i really do believe because because we do tell stories about growth and about struggle and about um learning to care about other people who are different than you we have all those things in in the stories but but sometimes it, ha it does have to be expressive. yeah no it's interesting you know one of the things that probably you know uh, i think yeah i've told you a little bit about our podcast in terms of where the story started off in that you know we, we we have one character that you know their life was impacted by orcs and i set it up a situation where the person actually had to kind of think twice about you know it's like all right this person you know is somebody that i actually need to treat in a respectful way mm -hmm. and you know um you know help <laughs> you know the, the, it was it was yeah the, you yeah know, it was playing yeah. a little bit on the classic trope but those are the tropes i think our community is trying to get away from so that we can see that hey these are diverse mm -hmm. rich communities you know not only in our fake world but it, it it's reflection in a mirror of the larger world we live in where you know everybody should have a space at the table you know that we're creating and i think that you know ties in a little mm -hmm. bit to andrew's question which we've i think touched on a little bit but you know he, he had asked um, you know what do you think about uh, you know when you shape you know the culture of, of, a, of a table um whether it's uh, you know the ttrgb space or you know uh, the broader world um i think we've touched a little bit on that but i guess how would you have some recommendations for people to be able to create that safe space at their table yeah um i think i think if you're specifically talking about ttrpgs um there are there are a lot of safety tools uh that you can use um there are things if you're i don't if you're familiar with things like lines and veils so those are things that are like a line is like something that someone says like i'm absolutely not okay with this at, at the table it will cause it will cause actual harm to me um we can't even touch that topic because it's really sensitive. Um, a veil might be something like, uh, just let's just be cautious around that. I'm okay with it, but let's just check in on that. Um, so there's things like that that you can do. Um, every table I would recommend, if, if you're joining a table, you should there should be some sort of, it doesn't have to be called this, but essentially a session zero, a, a time where before the game actually starts, 
you and your group sit down and you talk about what is this game going to be like? What characters are we going to play? Are there certain themes that we're going to be encountering? Is there stuff that we're not comfortable with? Uh, it's it's sort of an extension of that Lines and Veils thing. Um, but all of that really at the end of the day comes back to the first thing I said about like our podcast is, is respect. Like you, you, people know if you respect them or not. Um, people know if if you value them as a person or if or if you see them as a means to an end even if that means to an end is just having fun like but if you actually see the people at your table and you go like i i value you as a human being first and foremost and, and whatever happens in this game doesn't matter more than you that's that's going to set a precedent that that um that just that just establishes that that sort of safe space and then and then you also have to create spaces for people to say um hey that made me uncomfortable or hey that hurt my feelings or hey what you said was actually racist or what you said was was homophobic or or whatever because we all do come from different backgrounds and how how you respond to those things sets a tone um right so if someone says and this is, this is this is actually gonna sorry I'm gonna do this but um, this goes to broader culture, right? Uh, if someone says, "Hey, you did something that was racist," and you go, "No, I'm not racist. You're wrong," that's gonna create a problem, right? Because you're not willing to be introspective and go, "Hey, I wonder, I wonder why that was." If someone says, "Hey, that's racist," and you say, "Oh, I I'm so sorry. I didn't I didn't know that," um, and then you change, and you move forward. That's a relationship that can stay and and actually grow stronger, um, and so and that that applies to any sort of sensitive subject or anything um, that happens at a table or in just a, a real life relationship. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's awesome to hear. And in fact, you know, that really ties into one of the things I I'm involved in a leadership program called Wood Badge, and one of the things that we, you know, not only encouraging diversity but Feedback, yeah, we actually have a quote that says, I forget where it comes from, but feedback is a gift. And, you know, if somebody is feels safe enough to kind of tell you, hey, you, you, you know, th- you know, this really made me feel and lay out how that is that, that, you know, that, you know, that's something worth listening to and responding to in a way that's constructive because, you know, you know, the answer should be, Hey, I didn't know that that was how that was impacting you. And it gives you the opportunity, not only to, to, you know, make them feel more comfortable, but maybe even, you know, start to reflect on your, your inner dialogue and, and, you know, grow, you know, grow as a human being. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. And, and I mean, that's what it's all about because none of us are going to, none of us are going to be, born into a situation where we are um where we don't have biases like that's part of the human experience is we grow up with blinders we grow up with biases we grow up whether it's because of our culture uh, whether it's because of media whether it's because of our parents that we were and the the town we were raised in um there's so many different layers um that that nobody nobody has the same experience nobody has the same understanding of the world and so we are going to say things or even believe things that aren't true about other people. And and we have to trust that the other people who who know themselves are the experts in in knowing if what you say or what you do is impacting them negatively. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, well, one of the things you were saying just it reminded me of something that I learned a, a long time ago and it was um 
this guy who on the internet goes by science mike um he he was giving this this talk that i was at and he talked about how he doesn't believe there's anything there there is no such thing as a safe space um but there are things but you can create brave spaces um and a brave space is a space where when someone is hurt they feel like they can speak up and say hey that hurt my feelings and that that will be received well um because because there really is no interaction when you get enough humans together where everyone will always make everybody else feel good someone's going to say something hopefully not intentionally that hurts someone else's feelings and to have a space where that person whose feelings are hurt can say hey that hurt my feelings without fear of repercussion or without fear of being othered or pushed out of the group or whatever um, knowing that their voice will be heard, um, that's a, that's more important, honestly, than creating a safe space. Yeah. Oh no, that's yeah, that's a fantastic way to think about it. You know, appreciate you sharing that with us. So, uh, I guess, yeah, can you give us an example of maybe, yeah, you know, like a um, an opportunity where you've availed yourself of, you know, you know, a, a brave space? Um, yeah. I mean, I I won't go into any specifics about that, but just we we've had a few things come up. Um in in our show where basically what i've done as as kind of the the creator and 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 dm there is a little bit of a um i mean that that does create a leadership role right and um so when things have come up i've just been very honest with our group and been like hey this is this is what's happening um here is here's a space for all of us to discuss it individually and then i and then i've reached out to everybody else to everybody in the group individually um so that so that all of those conversations can happen and i've just been very open about like hey this is where we're at in this process and this decision um or or whatever that's that's needed to take take place um and and i always i i try not to um so, so as a white presenting straight man in America, <laughs> I have a lot of privilege, right? And so I I try to be very aware of that, first of all. Um, and second, I try to not be a um I try to make I try to make our decisions collaboratively. Um so anytime we've added a cast member, I've had a discussion with our entire cast beforehand. Um I, I haven't gone in and said like, hey, we're adding this new cast member who's going to join our group now. Hope you like them. No, it's been, it's been, hey, I'm thinking about growing our cast or at bringing this person in. Here's who they are. Um, and then what are your thoughts? And then so there's, there's space there as a group to discuss. And then each person I reach out, hey, what do you think about this, this person? Should we bring them in as, as a cast member? And, and so that's, does that answer your question? Yeah, I, th I think that, yeah, that, that that's a good example. I think of, you know, a place where all of us in our daily lives can figure out, you know, hey, you know, life is a collaborative process mm -hmm. and, you know, leaders aren't just there to kind of make decisions for a particular group. 
they're there to you know to to make decisions with the group mm -hmm. and you know it sounds like you've you know created a wonderful space you know for that and in fact you know, one of the things i heard you say that i love is that it really sounds like you know list active listening is part of your process mm -hmm. um and yeah you know, that's something that we're not you know we get lots of public speaking classes we get lots of you know be brave and mm -hmm. say no to drugs type stuff <laughs> but we don't always get the hey listen absorb and, you know, think about how your actions are impacting others and, you know, that maybe when you put the, yourself in their shoes that, you know, that maybe a different response needs to come from you um, than the, what you're giving them. Because yeah. you're not, you know, necessarily, uh, you're coming at it from your perspective. And, you know, we all have biases, whether, you know, whether we like it or not. I mean, mm -hmm. heck, if you offer me a, a cheese product versus uh, something that uh, um, yeah, it, it has whole grain, I'm going to pick the cheese <laughs> one. That's a bias. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with the whole grain. <laughs> I love it. With an easy question, KG wants to know what's your favorite, you know, uh, bit of Vastria lore. Oh, that's that's not an easy question. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, it's it's less threatening than whatever I was <laughs> going to hit you with. It was a bit deeper. No, I, I, <laughs> so. I honestly, the deep stuff's probably easier for me. Uh, there's so much of it. I have really. It's not necessarily a specific lore thing. Well. I, I really like our Pantheon. Um, the the Pantheon has been really fun. And I like... Um, we, spoilers, if anybody's been... If any of your listeners are listening to our podcast and they're not caught up. Uh, just added a new Pantheon. Or a new, a new god to the Pantheon that I knew was there the whole time. Uh, but, our, but nobody else did. Um, yeah, although when you revealed it, it made sense that it was there. I listened to, to the most recent episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that that's that was fun. Um, I don't know. I think my, one of my favorite things is weaving stories together. And so it's not necessarily lore. I guess it is. But, like, I, all the characters' stories are starting to come together. And that is what I love. Like, um the histories of the characters' ancestors are tied together and their connection to the world is tied together. And then it's tied to the pantheons and it's tied to the, uh, the ascended who are our, our evil, our evil gods, essentially our big bats. Um, and that's just, that's just fun for me. That just makes me, and, and then, and then watching those get revealed as, um, as our players, as my players start to put pieces together uh, is just, it's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> So you know, one of the fun moments, this is not really a spoiler because you know, I, I think I can frame this in a way that doesn't give away the story away. The, you know, the players did something you didn't expect, which you know, I believe related to the central theme of the, you know, of the, the, the singing tree and you know, something mm -hmm. that was going on with it. Uh, how, mm -hmm. you know, what, what processes did you put in place to kind of, you, they definitely caught you by surprise. So how did, how did you recover from that and you know, it go off, off script? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish i had saved the audio in between the episodes so we we uh in one session we record two episodes and so we record for about an hour and a half then we take like a 10 minute break then we record for another hour hour and a half uh and, and we ended the episode pretty quick after they 
without spoiling too much, they went through a door I didn't expect them to go through, though. In retrospect, I should have, it should have been very obvious to me that that was the choice they would have made. Um, and so basically we just laughed with it. I, uh, luckily we have a, um, we, we are part of the Roll20 Spotlight program. And so we have access to like a lot of D&D stuff on Roll20. And so I just, uh, I uh, searched for uh, a certain, just for some fey creatures and and went with it uh and still i was still able to tie in um what i was hoping for the story where where i was hoping for the story to go or the i guess not where i was hoping for it to go but the plot point that was important that they received um but yeah i mean that's the that's the beauty of of role-playing games versus like just reading a novel right is you don't always you don't know what's gonna happen your players are I mean, the way I, the way I pictured, so we just had a session on Sunday and the way I expected that to go, it didn't go anywhere close. And it was one of my favorite sessions we've ever had. Um, it was wonderful. And so, yeah, you just, I don't know, you just, you just roll with it and. Awesome. So, you know, one of the things that, yeah, I, I particularly enjoyed is, yeah, there's, there was some morphing in the last episode um, and, uh, you know, it, one of the things I really enjoy is the space you give the the players to kind of explore. Um, it was, yeah. How did that come about? Did you all kind of agree at the very beginning that, you know, like, yeah, Hey, I'm just going to cut you loose and you, you know, tell your part of the story or, um, you know, where did that come from? So uh, there's a, there's a, there's a couple pieces to it. Um, I try to be open with my cast about what's what, what to expect for the next session. Not necessarily like these are the plot points we're going to hit, but like, Hey, like this is going to be a little bit more uh, big picture narratively focused or um, hey, next episode, like you have a sandbox, go for it. Or like we have a, we have a guest coming, so we have to hit we have to hit a couple points or, or, or something like that. Um, so I try to do that. But then I also um, so one of the things I learned re- very early on as a as a GM was that uh, you can't be subtle with your characters if you're subtle your care your players will miss it because because subtlety requires a a really big understanding of like the pictures of of all the moving pieces um and you have all that in your mind as a gm your players don't see most of it and so what you might think is like a subtle but easy piece to pick up on is something that that they'll step right over so if you need a plot point like the tree explodes great that's something the players will go oh the tree exploded i'm gonna go that way or they're in a tavern make a weird npc a pink skinned goblin that has a rifle on his back and two cat skulls on top of his head i don't know Uh, they'll they'll interact with them (laughs) Um, so when you put that kind of stuff that that makes it a lot easier to um to know where to expect the story to go not necessarily putting them on rails and like saying they have to go this way but um (laughs) it's yeah and then and then i try to switch between what characters are at the forefront of a of a session um and so like we just went through uh probably it was probably four or six episodes that were pretty uh, ashran centric right um before that it was ariadne and besky uh before that it was rain um i 
can't I can't go further back than that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, and there's a lot, but yeah, you do give a very yeah equal mm-hmm. treatment uh, to to folks, and in fact, you know, I know some of the yeah you know, the the cool episodes have really been where you know you mm-hmm. get to feature one of those players. You know, I, I know I, I I don't hide my love for Besky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, Besky's like one of the most awesome characters because it's like, you know, he, he, you know, he celebrates and invites people into his world with food. Well, and I want to, I want to, I want to talk about Michael real quick. Michael is, is such a fantastic role player because, because of like, so what you see is as, as Besky is, is Michael, right? Michael is very conscious of the other character, the other players around the table. And so any opportunity he gets to push them into the spotlight, but in a subtle like role-playing way, um, he does. And so that, that actually comes out through Besky and then, and, and by making his players shine, his, his fellow players shine, it makes Besky shine too. Um, he's, he's so fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, the whole cast is, is, is pretty awesome. I mean, it's, yeah, it's been amazing to see kind of some of the stories unfolding. And then as you do fold in a new character, yeah, everybody's kind of just like, Hey, <laughs> you know, and, and really kind mm-hmm. of embraces and brings you know, uh, folks in and it's been really fun. Um, oh gosh. You know, now I'm, uh, uh, rain mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, has been mm-hmm. fun to see incorporated and pulled in and, you know, it, it's, it's really, uh, you know, the, been some some fun featured there and i think the, the last episode where all of them were kind of trying to yeah, do we touch the thing that may hurt us <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was like yes yes as a group we decide to do that yeah. and it was yep. you know you know even fun that you know the new the new person mm-hmm. um yeah wally um mm-hmm. yeah really you know really, really got a chance to yeah i'm gonna embrace the pain and just die yep. straight in too. Yep. yeah yeah they're they're great and 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 here's here this is this is we've talked about this as a cast and i i talk about it on twitter sometimes too um i think a lot of people in in ttrpgs are really good at playing their character they're really good at telling their character story um they're really thoughtful about their character's background and what they like and what they do and stuff like that but they're but it takes an extra step to help your your fellow uh table members tell their character stories and um that's one of the things that uh that that our our cast is all really good at and one of the things that i honestly look for when i bring people in is like do you tell your own story or do you tell everybody's story um and like i think about like the critical roles of the world right um that's one of the things that they excel at is yes they're all incredible actors um they are all great storytellers in their own right but they never pass up an opportunity to ask a question about what another character is is dealing with um they they and and our cast does the same where it's like oh my character just kind of shrinks to the background and and their shoulders slump one of the one of the other characters will go is everything okay like what's going on like and and step into that that role play and that's um honestly that's what takes any any show or any table or any whatever kind of to that next level of where of of immersion where it's not just six players telling their own individual six stories it's six players telling one cohesive story 
Yeah, and in fact, yeah, the one of the best episodes for that was the one where they all went on a group date with Besky. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, that's one of my, that's probably one of my top five, one of my top five favorite episodes. That was yeah, so and that's fun. where you you can really see them playing strong and then listening, and yeah, that, mm-hmm. there was a lot of give and take mm-hmm. to get him through that experience, yep, and uh, yep. you know, it, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it was a rough first date. Yes, <laughs> so, it was. So. You know, but they made it through. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So I'm going to hit you with the question you don't want to, you know, answer, which is Lonzo Gonzo (laughs) asked, um, you know, Stephen, what do you excel at as a DM? Lonzo. Lonzo's (laughs) question. Uh, I think I excel. I think there's two things is one. I mean, a lot of what we talked about is creating space for people to feel confident and comfortable in telling the stories they want to tell. Um, And two, I think I'm really good at immersing my table in what's happening. Um, and, and people who, who watch and listen, I, I think um, I'm pretty lucky to have a voice that can do a very good narrative voice. And I, I have learned to use it in a lot of different ways to, to bring people in to, to whatever stories are being told. And um, so, yeah, I think, I think I create space for people to, feel confident and I create space to be immersed in this world is what I would say are probably two things I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. And I think most, most of your fans would as well. And, um, you know, great to have somebody that does put so much thought into it, you know, rather than, you know, just, well, we're going to throw this together. Cause we're, yeah, we'd like to make a, you know, a whole bunch of bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although those podcasts can be fun too. You know, I, yeah. Conan O'Brien needs a friend makes me giggle. <laughs> it helps having Conan O'Brien if you're going to make some bucks though. <laughs> yes, 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 it does. Yeah, and actually, yeah, I guess you know, you guys, you guys got some really good news yeah, last week, I believe, you know, about how well your podcast is doing. Yeah, I was doing some research on on podcast analytics, and I found out that given our download numbers, we're in like the top fifteen percent of podcasts, approximately fifteen percent, um, as far as as that goes, which um, is wild, because. Uh, I mean, you're a podcaster, you know this. It feels like it feels like you're yelling into the void when you're producing stuff. Um and and especially like there's 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 gotta be a a two thousand D and D podcast. There's probably honestly more than that. Um and to know that we have a show that some people listen to on purpose <laughs> still oh, yeah. still well, blows my mind. <laughs> Yeah, some of us from the very beginning, but yeah, hopefully they're doing people all the time. I know. Oh, and I, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like you're one of them. Um, there's a lot of names that I, I'm, I'm not gonna put people's names on the podcast right now, but there's a lot of names that I yeah. remember from the very beginning that are still around and um, are our patrons now and uh, have become friends and and it's, it's been really, really amazing to see. Um, I don't know, to see people appreciate something that just started as this like random idea as I was reading a D&D book that I would have read anyways, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, I think yeah, that's a great yeah, starting point mm-hmm. is you, you got inspired and, you, and you know, all of us, I think, can learn from that. Uh, so I guess, so, you know, as the podcast continues, what do you hope the legacy for your podcast is? What, you know, what, what uh, if, when it's all said and done, what do you think or you know, what do you hope people are going to take away from it? I don't know. I hope I hope at the end of the day, they feel like 
their lives were a little bit better because they listened to our show. Um, whether that is because they met friends through our show, whether it is because the story itself, uh, whether what whatever it is, um, it just I want, and that's on a big level. On a personal level, um, I just I I want to continue to to have build friendships with my like I I get to tell stories with like the six six of the coolest people on the planet, and we've most of us didn't really even know each other very like that much at the, we were all loosely connected at the beginning of the podcast. And, um, yeah, I, I, I guess it was the best way to say it is that, that this D and D story is more meaningful than just, than just some people playing D and D at the end of the day, that, uh, maybe someone thought a little bit differently about some, the idea of privilege or, somebody heard our black lives matters podcast and and that changed a little bit on how they think about uh racism in america or in the west um and that or that it inspired someone to try playing D D or or something i yeah yeah so yeah i think you're, you're kind of dancing around to one of the things that i think a lot of us come to the D D world for or role playing in general is yeah that it, yeah, it makes us feel good mm -hmm. and you know it's got some mental health aspects um yeah what, what you know it sounds like it recharges your battery mm -hmm. what you know what else do you get out of it that really kind of you know, helps you i know for me even just my fear of public speaking mm -hmm. <laughs> is tested by doing a podcast yeah. um yeah but uh, um yeah for you how, how does that unfold yeah um well i will so on on twitter if you follow me my my twitter handles the underscore bad dm um and i don't think i'm bad at dming so i'm going to put that asterisk but where that came from was uh, i grew up with undiagnosed adhd social anxiety anxiety disorder and major depression so i've got i've got some mental health stuff that i have uh walked with my whole life and um a lot of that led to me like I would go um, and paint miniatures at my local gaming store, but I would never play games. I would just I would mostly just paint and watch people play because I was always scared that I would be cons that that they would think I was bad at games. Um, and then I then I slowly kind of overcame that fear and started started actually playing and finally got to the point where I was like, OK, I, I want to try d and I've watched people play it for years not known what's actually happening. I've seen these really thick rule books. I'm going to do it. Uh, and started listening to a podcast. It's the greetings adventures podcast. Um, uh, got my wife, Kelsey to listen to them as well. And then uh, called up two of my nerdiest friends on a Friday and was like, Hey, we're going to play D and D tonight. Um, <laughs> I went down to my, uh, to my my local gaming store and bought the start the fifth edition starter set and like as they got to my house i cracked it open we just like basically started playing right um yeah, yeah. and like looking back i was like wow that's a terribly run session if i did that today i would be deeply embarrassed um but in the moment it was so fun we i don't remember it was the lost minds of Fandelver. i don't even remember what we did we fought some goblins or something like that um yeah yeah, yeah. there's four of them that uh, are hiding <laughs> exactly <waiting for> you. <laughs> exactly so we did that and and just laughed the whole time and i was like this was really fun and then as i started doing it more i learned i was actually 
pretty good at it. Um, and so I have that reminder as as um, the bad DM is like to remember that the voice inside me that tells me that I'm a bad gamer and nobody's going to want to want to do this with me um, isn't true. <laughs> so it's it's a kind of in my face way to to remind myself of that. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's really a big part of it. Um, it has helped me take these like this like as a kid, I had this really vivid imagination, um, was an only child raised by a single mom. So I spent a lot of time by myself. Um, and so taking that and all of the, the mental health stuff, it's been this, this kind of whirlwind of places where I can feel like I fit in. Uh, it's a, um, what's the right word? Uh, it's like a funnel for all my creativity to go. Um, uh-huh. And it's created some like really, really good friendships that go far beyond any any table um, like that the friendships will maintain once we stop playing the Fae Forge Academy story or 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 whatever. It, wonderful that d d has gotten you that. It's also wonderful that, it, <laughs> you know, that uh, all of that gave us what you're producing, which is just this. <laughs> Wonderful world that yeah you know, I know I enjoy escaping to it each week you know, as as we uh, get a little deeper in so I guess as we're wrapping up you did give your uh, your, your uh, Twitter handle but uh, where else can people find you uh, on the internet and uh, you know how can they support you as well as uh, you know what would you yeah you know, what kind of message would you like to leave folks with yeah um, yeah so you can find me mostly on Twitter at the underscore bad DM or um, and you can find our podcast. Uh, it's fayforgeacademy.com, F-A-E-F-O-R-G-E Academy. Um, or you can search for that on on whatever pod catch. Yeah, we'll put it in the show stuff. links. Yeah, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, that's the main places you can find find me. Um, we I stream actually um, a couple times a week. We actually actually we we've run. We're currently on our fourth mini campaign, so like eight to ten session campaign. Still set in the Fae Forge Academy world of Avastria, and all these campaigns have had uh, ramifications for our characters. We've met some uh, NPCs that have crossed through, um, met some some of the the PCs themselves actually have have shown up at one point. Um, all sorts of stuff. And uh, so that's where you can find me. And uh, what was the second part of that question? What do I? What message do I hope to leave? Something yeah, like yeah. What what what's a parting thought that uh, yeah that uh, yeah would be a good takeaway for if we all take Dave's advice and listen to the Fay Forge Academy? <laughs> um, honestly, you. So I know I know everybody says this about their podcast, um, or their show or whatever, but it is a really we have a really unique take on D and D and how, how a D and D game can look. Uh, it's not your typical, we're going to go, we're going to meet in a tavern and go on an adventure sort of a show. Um, I really do believe that you will, you will feel like you're in a magic world for a while. And, and I really, I really do think that, uh, if you listen along, um, you'll, you'll think a little differently about, making the the world that we currently live in a little bit more beautiful, a little bit better. Yeah, that's that, that's perfect. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to sit and chat with me. And uh, I cannot recommend the uh, Faith Forge Academy enough. It is uh, wild, wild, fun stuff. And it is it part, you know, seeing your community come together is part of what inspired us to, to get started. 
once again for your Dungeon Master moment with our very own Dungeon Master, the Scouter DM, Dave. Common theme that pops up in both scouting and Dungeons and Dragons is the concept of making sure that you're listening to the people that you're interacting with. That the best way to facilitate teamwork and to include everyone as part of the discussion is to hear where they're coming from, to acknowledge that that is a valid point of view, and then to work together to come up with solutions that optimize how the team reacts to different things in their particular setting, whether that be the real world or in a dungeon. So just remember, and never forget, listen and learn. We know you're out there looking to support us, so there's many different ways in which you can support us. One of the ways is with dollars. If you join our Patreon, you actually get our early access to episodes, as well as cool merch that's available nowhere else, and many, many other things. So go over to patreon.com slash leadersandlegacies to find out more about that. Um, you can also help us in ways that don't involve money. You know, writing a review, making sure that you download episodes each week on your favorite podcatcher, or just by introducing us to someone else who hasn't listened before and making them a regular listener. Now all the legal bits, we are not affiliated with the Boy Scouts of America or Wizards of the Coast, although we do recommend that your life will be better with them in it, so please support and participate with them. All of our music is licensed from Soundstripe.com. Additional images are licensed from Shutterstock.com. Our logo was created by Katherine Evans. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Leaders and Legacy. And make sure that you subscribe to our blog at LeadersandLegacies.com. And never forget to remember... Oh, I wouldn't... I'd be doing a big disservice to our character, Thandor, if I didn't ask you a question that he's got. Yeah, and this is just centaur-related. It, it has nothing to do with the Fae Forge category. Do, do, you, do you think, as, as a DM, would a centaur be able to run faster if you know, it swang its arms? Yes, because there's no, there's no physiological reason, but it's all mental. I believe, I believe that if a centaur was moving its arms, it'd be like, yeah, I'm going faster. Even if it didn't do anything from a physics standpoint. Sometimes the belief, the belief in oneself is more important than physics. <laughs>